It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 49. We're almost at 50. Can't believe it. Episode 49, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, back for the second time. Yes. Yes, First sir. First ever guest representing Australia. Yes, sir. We're and back. Greece. And Greece. At the same time, he is a writer for ESPN Australia. Nick Medellinos, welcome back to the podcast. Drum man. roll and applause. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, nice to be back. It's my favorite podcast, so anytime I can come back, it's my honor. Now, yes, I want to let You people, heard that. Yes, I want to make sure people heard that, that you said that it's <laughs> the favorite podcast. And I want to be honest that this is not any kind of BS that this man is spewing right here, because Nick is not a man who spews BS. Nick, oh, well, allegedly. Alleg- allegedly. Well, at least we'll, we'll, we will we're, get we're into that also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Nick had been hitting me up. I, Nick and I have been talking pretty much throughout the summer because I was trying to get him on the sports walk, which we still have to do. Yep. Mm. Um, and Season two out now. Yes, season two out now. <laughs> Thank you for the promo. So I got to get Nick on the sports walk because we haven't had any Australian Greek, or Greek people on the sports walk, and we need that. So um, Nick's been hitting me up like, yo, man, when when am I coming back on the podcast? <laughs> I have. He's I like, have. I saw Michelle you back. Mm-hmm. I saw Howard Beck back. I thought we were friends, And man. he's like, no, we friends. you didn't have me back. And, and he like, came on before both of them. <laughs> <laughs> And they I just remember that. <laughs> yes. It was like episode 14. Michelle, you was like 23 or something like that. Howard Beck was, was like, like 17, 17 or something yeah. like that. So you came before, yeah. and we had both of them back. And um, we had to have you back. Yeah. And I told yeah. you, we weren't, we weren't dodging you. We weren't trying to. Uh, you well, know. I was in Australia for a couple of months, too. So That's that was, true. I did go back home to Australia. That's so right. we, How was that? It was good. It was good. You know, it was great to see the family. But uh, it's always going to be home. But the funny thing is, like, I've been in New York six years now. Right, so every time I go wow. home, I love seeing the family. My sister's got three kids that I miss and I don't get to see, you know. So I love spending time with them. But I just feel like I go home and like a week later, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back to New York. Mm. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I do love. You probably never interview. thought you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, not that quick. Anyway, yeah. I, I would have thought maybe at least three weeks with the family before they drive me crazy. But I was like, no, a week. I want to get back to New York, but. Yeah. I do. I do love going home. Do love spending time with the family. This is since the last time you were here. You could see that we have new, new location, yeah, new studio. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's great. I told. Right that, into, I told. Speaking to this microphone. Speaking to this microphone because uh, uh, you're like moving around. Uh, you got to get used to the new home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like the old setup. I'm, I'm about to, you know, speed a hot sixteen as well. So. <laughs> Yo, we're here. I think you said that last time. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So you got to bring the bars. So I got to bring the bars now. Yeah. Right. right. Let me go write something. I'll be back. Right. <laughs> 
no, I was telling Dex, um, you know, I've been watching the videos that you guys have been posting, and, mm. and I texted Dex, and, and I did it in my best PM Dawn voice, and I said, you guys are moving yeah. on up. I, go, I like it. <laughs> I like the new studio. And I was like, yes, I like that. No, they, <laughs> yeah, we've been here at Gotham Podcast Studio for, I think this is Since going, August. August. Um, yeah, since August. We love it here. People here are great. So Our now, are great. This, so, is, yeah. this is basically the start of month number four. Mm. Yeah, we love it. We love it here. It's fantastic. It's been a great studio. Everybody, the guests that come in, they love it. I think it's better for our guests when they come in. So even though I got lost walking around, yeah, the you got lost. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you guys didn't treat Howard Beck and Michelle you like that. So. <laughs> no, we, we actually, we actually, we actually sent them to another building. I, I prefer bringing people in here than bringing them into a college. That's just me. yeah. yeah. That's, that's, no, it's just, it's yeah. Just, I was actually like because I was walking around. And and that's not that's I, not that's not intended as disrespect. I'm just saying. Like, no, I hear yes, it is. I, I, <laughs> I was walking around the floor. I couldn't find you guys, right? And then I was like, maybe I'm at the wrong address. And then I'm like, if I'm at the wrong address, that security guard's doing a poor job. Yeah. He let me straight up. <laughs> yeah, he, he let me straight yeah, up. you're at the wrong address, he let you straight up. You might not be working. Yeah, he's no. like, 9.30, F it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, you're Australian. You're not going to do any damage up here. Uh, Just go right. up. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's good. You got, to get, you got to go home. And, you know, we were actually talking about this before we came on. Um, last time you were on the podcast, we spoke a little bit about some cultural food. We spoke about some Korean yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we t- yeah, we t- we, t- we spoke about that. And I told uh, Nick that I had been y'all recently- were be- y'all were beefing a little bit though because y'all haven't had your uh, Greek food date yet. Yeah, yeah, we have we we spoke about this. This is episode fourteen. That went forty nine. Forty nine. You know what though? Just clock that down to being in New York because like yeah. I've, I've got some close friends. We'd like to catch up, you know, a couple of times. Like we try to do like once a month, right? I do it, man. The three uh, there's four of us getting together for a lunch, right? I swear, if we get two every year, we're lucky. Yo. That's what happens as you get older, and you it gets get, tougher, oh, man. It gets tougher, it gets man. Tougher, you man. got work, you got yeah. other commitments. Thanks for you having got... kids. Yeah, it gets, it, it's tougher <laughs> sometimes for me to catch up with friends, and it's just, it sucks. Like, I was trying to catch up with my with my homegirl, and we both work in journalism, and it's just like, we, we've been trying to plan this for weeks, and then I got sent to Florida twice, and... um had to come back and it's just like it's hard to, it's hard to plan yeah. so us not having greek food is not that surprising nah. although i have had greek food uh or what i thought was greek food in another <laughs> situation um without nick now we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into it the time i was about to bring up i, I took um marguerite my fiance out for her birthday we went to a greek restaurant i was telling you about mcconus blue yeah which was fantastic and mm. we loved it it was really great mm. and then i was telling you about being in Florida, yeah, and being with my coworker, and we came across uh, what was advertised to us as a Mediterranean mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. told me, uh-uh, you said nah. <laughs> what, what? If I see a restaurant that says Mediterranean food, I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm out of it. I because you, that's going to cover food like Lebanese food. It might even have some Israeli food. It might like whatever's in that region. That's true, right? You know? And I feel like. You remember that Seinfeld episode, where the Dream Cafe? Dream Cafe, where, yeah, where yeah, He yeah. tells him to have, he's got Pakistani food, he's yep. got Greek food, he's got Italian food, he's got a little bit of everything. everything. Like, you need to specialize with one. Yes. <laughs> you know so what you I mean? know what you're getting. Yeah, not just so much you know what you're getting, but it's like, my experience with those kind of restaurants is because they serve a wide range of food, and I've got nothing against, mm-hmm. you know, other types of food, but if I want Greek food, I want to go to a Greek restaurant. Understood. I don't want to go to a Mediterranean restaurant, you know? And also I've noticed here in, in America, it's, there's, it's become more of like the, you know, with some Greek restaurants, it's become like a Greek American 
style of food. Okay. Right? Okay. So what, what would that be like? So and, like, and, and, like how Mexican food is different from Mexican-American? So no, Well, thing? the example that I use, and, and this is the one that's still to this day, like I've been here six years and I see some restaurants in Astoria where I live, they do this as well, right? So the, the, the gyros, right? Yeah. So I like that you say it right. Well, yeah, I'm, gyros. Yeah, not gyros. Not gyro. Gyros. Not gyro. Not oh. gyro. Oh, you gyro. say it wrong. Yeah, you want those people to gyro. say it wrong? Yeah. 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 I, sometimes yeah. I'll go to Greek like gyro spots. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say it, and they'll be like impressed. They're yeah. like, oh, "This black guy actually said it right." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in their face. Where, I, they, where, they never said that, that to me. It's, where, an, it's where, an unspoken <laughs> thing. Yeah. Where do you rank that in terms of? So you have that. You have um, when people say you're well spoken. Oh, don't get me on that. <laughs> it, now, now as a 35-year-old black man, if somebody tells me you're well-spoken, I'm going to definitely ask him, yo, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, straight up, like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. Because I don't understand what that means. I still don't understand. I, I know what they're Shit. trying to say, but I'm going to I'd be insulted if someone said that to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, how did you think yeah, I was like, supposed what? to sound? Well, because I've got tattoos. I don't know how to speak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You could get that also. You, you and because you're, you know, you're from Australia. You know what someone said to me the other day? Like, uh -oh. to go completely off topic. We're fine with that. So, um... This lady said to me because she'd seen the ball or nothing shows that we've done for ESPN. Yeah, oh, plug that, that, plug that. Which are then, dope, man. And then, talk about that. thank you, thank yeah. you. And then she, like, she met me in person, and she was like, she goes, you know, you you seem like you're actually quite the intellectual. And I was like, mm. I go, yeah, I do think that I'm pretty smart. She goes, no, she goes, because you come across as like. Um, what was the word she used? I can't remember. But she said, like, not cocky, but just very confident and very, you know, like... You can't be confident and, and smart. And I, like, I, I didn't take it in the wrong way in the sense of, like, I knew she wasn't trying to be, like, malicious or anything mm. like that to me. I'm but it was just weird, be... like, why can't I be an intellectual? Yeah, why can't you be both? Yeah, right. you know? No, I, I, don't understand. I don't understand that at times, too. What, what was you going to say, Brian? I'm sorry. I, th I don't think intellectual is... As insulting, I guess, as some of the other things. If somebody doesn't think that you were an intellectual, it can be insulting. Mm. If yeah. you think that you were not smart enough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just theorizing it. But back to your point. Yes. People who are, uh, you know, I don't say people who are doing anything, but you have this, this Mediterranean food. So right. everything's kind of under one umbrella. Yeah, so I, I was talking about the gyros, right? So yeah. I've noticed here in America, they've got three types of gyros. So if you go to Greece, there's two types. You've got pork and chicken. But here's chicken and lamb. Well, here there's they've got pork and chicken, right? Which mm. is actually like those sort of chunks of meat, you know, put on the uh, the rotisserie thing. Yep. And, oh, and, and they go around. Gyro, gyro actually means <laughs> go round. That's what it means, round. I didn't know right? that. So when gyros is the meat that, spins around right? right it's not like the meat that's not what the meat's called or anything like that it just means it goes it, that's how it's cooked um and then there's also i've noticed over here they've got the gyros which is the lamb and beef mixed in now that one's more of those sort of thinner strips that they sort of slice, slice, down. slice down you won't find that anywhere in greece huh no one in greece eats that right okay. if you if anything that's more of a turkish thing like in australia when you say i'm going to go have a kebab that's the kind of meat that they use for the kebab. Okay. For the right. kebab, right? right. Okay. No one in Greece eats that. Okay, huh. but that's more of like you come to a few Greek restaurants over here, and you see it there, and it's like, all right, it's a Greek American sort of. Well, we thing. have a, we have a surprise if somebody walked into the studio. <laughs> oh, oh, the God oh, another oh! person. Oh, oh, oh my God! It's, it's, it's a party. We forget just forget about it. We just forget have, it. Yeah. 
Anthony Don Cappuccino and his consigliere. This just got Don Napolitano. One of you got to sit. One of you got to sit over here. One of you got to sit over here. Somebody's got to come here. We do. Wow. This this was unexpected. This is the first drop-in guest. Pooch, how you doing, man? Good to see you. It's it's good. Who's going to sit over here? So, Nick, Mike, I you just... want to sit there? Scott, are you going to sit there? I'm always at the head of the table. Okay. <laughs> All right. This episode just turned into something completely different. Yeah. This is you. That's you. Make Scott, sure the sound is good. nobody expects it. Scott was the head of the five, five family, so he's got to sit over I here. I want to see the red light on. Let's go. Turn it up. <laughs> I just want to say, Nick, oh, I knew about Pooch. Yeah. He said that he had a surprise. Yeah. I did not know it would be Scott. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, we kind of knew Anthony was coming here, but we had no idea Scott was going to be coming in here. I didn't either. We just came... Uh, you know, Irina Pavlova had a going away party. We we're in the city. Wait, she's Jesus. going away, and I didn't know about this, and I would have came to the party. I would have went to the party. Yo, what about Scotto with the humble brag, like I'll, Irina Pavlova? No, Irina is one of my favorite people to work for the Nets. I wish I, I did not know that. This is what we say. Hey, I guess very, I did not have the in, oh. exclusive invite. <laughs> on the very down low. I'm going to have to send Irina a message now because I did not I did not know of this. I, I don't know her number, so I don't know if I can hang around with well, you let, guys. Can we, can, let's, just re, let's just reset for a second here. Just walking in, we have Anthony Puccio, uh, who's been a guest on this podcast before, writer for Nets Daily, a uh, fantastic guy. And oh. also head of the Puccio crime family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to offend. Them. I'm not, I'm not going to offend my Italian brothers and sisters out there. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Are we allowed to laugh? Yeah, I felt like I couldn't laugh at that one. I was like, I'm not going to laugh at that one. If you're one. not laughing, you're not living. No, I won't be living if I laugh. Yeah, you know, I there you go. There That's you not going to be good. Pooch, any comment? I, I'll let you guys laugh, but, you know, Metalinos has been under uh, under some fire with Nets fans. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Let me, let me oh, just, we're going to get into that. Right, let me just say, you better watch yeah, him. So. Hey, I don't understand. Why do they call him Joey Buckets? He doesn't make a bucket. This is Mike Scott doing impersonation of Nick Metalinos. How you doing? That doesn't sound anything like it. Hey, Pooch, do me a favor. Hold your hold your mic up man bring it a little bit closer to you so we yes, can sir, hear yes, you sir. yeah we want we, we actually it. just we just touched on that the we whole just, joe harris tweet and we're gonna get we're gonna get into and our other guests so people can know we have michael scotto who we've been trying to get on here for some time as well too right writer of the at for the athletic no surprise that both and, of you guys are in suits. um no, no surprise not. you guys do look like you're about to go put a hit on somebody yeah, <laughs> you guys do these they're made guys do. man they're made guys don't they're, make jokes. yeah i'm not I, messing with you guys as long as you got the video from my man right there um, Jeff, yes, we, Jeff, Jeff gotta, Jeff's got the video. We got to, we had to do it right, you know. Well, think, you, you, you guys are, I think by far. Well, did Puccio wear a suit the last time he was up with us? Blazer, he had and, a blazer and a turtleneck. Ah. So now with you guys, gold, with, wait, with the gold chain, with the gold of chain, course. that's important. Which of made, which, which made you authentically Italian with that gold chain right there. <laughs> but both you guys are like the best, the best dressed <laughs> people. The chain. The chain. Oh. you guys are the best dressed people who've wait. ever come on this podcast I, by you know, far. I thought about going with the pop collar and no tie and whatnot to Irina's thing, but, you know, in talking with Pooch... Uh, you decided to go with the tie. The consigliere. Yeah, we decided the to go with... We, we decided to go with the tie. I figured throw it with a little net. A black got suit. Some black you you look gray. like you're dressed for a funeral that could have been a hit Something you put on somebody. You, uh, you want to know something you know funny? funny? He asked me... Wait, Nick asked me all the time. I started coming out to the games with... I have, like, a book, and and Brian Fonseca knows about this because we went to the ACC tournament, and we got oh, a yeah. book... I still use it. That's a notebook, mm-hmm. and 
and we started using this. So I carry it around with me all the time. Everybody says, well, what do you got in there? I'm like, that's the hit list. What do you mean? What do I got? <laughs> I got my notes. I got my notes in there for all the questions top, I got to ask. Top of the list, everything. Nick Medellino. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, don't say that around me. If I, if I didn't know, see, I know Scott for going way back. But if I didn't know him, I'd be like, oh. No, no, that's you're, you're on the good side. I, no, thank you. Good. Thank you for letting me you know. Got the blessing. Thank you for letting me know that. Dex, you're a stand up guy. You're a stand up guy. Yes. <laughs> Dexter, Dexter the muscle. We know this. That, I, don't, I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, I, I, I mean hey, as long as I'm on the good side, I'm fine with that. I mean, as long as you guys call me a stand up guy, Dex, he's a friend of yeah. ours. Hey, yeah, well, you better watch yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's from south of the board. He's from Sicily. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could do the Joe Harris thing now. Yeah, let's. let's not like you want to get. Well, to well, we were just talking. We were just talking about Greek food. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to talk about. Uh, I'll get you know, the tweet. Some Italian food in here. We were just talking about some Greek food. Oh, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what I can't believe you guys just walk. You guys walk. This is the first time anybody walking in the Woo. middle of the podcast. Uh, take two guys food. coming in extra Italian in here, <laughs> and it's good. He anyway. talks it out all the time. Yeah, when, oh, you, when, time. When, when you edit this in later, can you add in like the Sopranos theme music when they walk in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I can play a couple of seconds there before there's any copyright issues. Woke but, uh, up this morning, but, we got only, yourself a gun. Right <laughs> hey, I'm always for that. That's that's always fine with me. So anyway, you got, Nick, we're talking to Nick. You got into some beef. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with some Nets fans. With the entire Nets fan base that consists of about 11 people. Uh, oh. oh, no. <laughs> Shout out to Bob Windrum and Nets Daily. Oh, man. <laughs> they, they got mad at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to read the tweet. It said, and this was from when the Nets played who? The, Warriors. The, Warriors. the Warriors on Sunday. Section of the Brooklyn crowd are chanting Joey Buckets. When Joe Harris scores. And this is from at Nick Medellinos on Twitter. Am I missing something? When did Joe Harris become synonymous with bucket getting? Is that not a fair tweet? So here's the thing. Is that not a fair tweet? So here's the thing. Is that not a fair tweet? Before before you texted me about it and Brian had texted me about it, Yo, the first thing I heard when somebody, what do you call him, Joe Bucket? Joey Buckets? Joey Joey Buckets. Buckets. They were chanting, Joey Buckets. That's what they were doing. He... Him and getting buckets has never been synonymous. Never. So in terms of never. the principle of it, the guy's I got a seven point seven point per game you know, score. You like, can't get buckets. Fair, that's not getting buckets. You know what I mean? Get, you can't. You can't do that. You saw Clay Thompson get fifty two the other night. Now nah, that's getting. That's buckets. getting buckets. There we go. <laughs> how about how about when you finish second in the league in field goals in the paint on drives behind LeBron James and you shoot forty? Who cares about the stop advanced it. analytics, stop man? Stop. Like, that is a pretty good stat. Stop it. He's got out of here, man. I forgot about that one. That is a pretty good stat. But you're still. That is a Nets PR stat. That right What that stat says is you're efficient. It doesn't say you're really getting buckets. Uh, you're getting buckets if you finish yeah, the second you know what? LeBron I, at the rim. So I had a bad yeah. one, Dad. Yeah. What, what did he average last year? Don't, don't, put it, don't put it on me, though. Don't put it on me. Even if you averaged 12, 13 last year, is that getting buckets? I say no. No, of course. Hell no. Let's get if, some if Kyle Corbis no. shoots forty two percent but only averages eleven points per game, but Joe Harris could shoot. I don't 41% think Kyle Corbis is a bucket getter either. You okay. don't think he's a bucket no, getter? Hell no. Okay. 
Kevin Durant's uh, there, a bucket a, getter. There's an underlying. Clay Thompson's a bucket getter. There's an underlying. Steph theme Curry's here, a bucket getter. I, I, I wouldn't say yes. I wouldn't say Joe Harris is a bucket getter, but I wouldn't have an issue with the nickname Joey Bucket. Well, see, look, in amongst all the the vitriol and the hate that I was getting from the the fan base, oh, you right? got that. Yeah. One, one guy actually said to me that was his nickname in college, which I did not know. Right? It was which is, apparently with the right? University of Virginia. So look, even if it was his nickname in college, right and I don't know. You guys know my distaste for the college, you know, system and college basketball. Oh, we, we right? actually just had a podcast. Right? About that so not that long it, I don't know anything about it, right? So even if he got buckets in college, he's playing against seventeen and eighteen year olds. So who really cares? Does that really relate to the NBA? Can, can, can can you be a bucket getter in the NBA because you got buckets at whatever I, well, college Doug, you went to? Doug McDermott was Doug McBuckets in college. Well, that was a he joke was getting, that I made. But he, he was, was getting buckets though. Yeah, okay. Shout, shout out to the four year uh, seniors he now? and Joe Harris and Dougie where's, McBuckets. Where's Ducky McBuckets now? Playing in China or something? No, he's, or? In, he's in, in, in Indiana. Indiana. Oh, okay. there you go. He got paid. If oh. you're hitting shots. And you score, and you're doing it at an efficient rate. You're if you score 12 getter. points a game, you're if not If I score buckets. two points per game at an efficient rate, does th- that make me a I think getter? at the University no, of Virginia. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, Metalinos is kind of uh, underrating Joe Harris a little bit. You know, I, I didn't say he was a bad player. He's just not a bucket getter. When you think of bucket getter, believe me, Joe Harris is not the first name that comes to your mind. I could not agree more. Is your paisan Aaron Baines a bucket getter? No. But, okay, all right. I just wanted to see so how far we were going to take just rolling just with his people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah just, <laughs> just so you know, we're not culturally biased yeah. over here. <laughs> now, is, is Marco Bellinelli a bucket getter? He's a paisan. He's a three-point shooter. He's not a bucket getter. Okay. There's all a difference. Right. I just want to make sure. By the way, is Mar- I think at this point, um, Marco and, and, and Pooch, you might be able to back me up on this, but... Um, I think with Gigi Detomi out of the league, I think Marco might be the only Italian guy left that we have. Uh, Danilo. Bar- Bar- I'm sorry. Too, Calinari, right. yes. Well, he's out half the time. So, yes, you, know, you don't even know he's there. Uh, <laughs> but Bariani is out of the league, obviously, at this Thank point. God. So we, we've oh. – <laughs> Well, he was he was Basura anyway. He was and this guy sorta, huh? Sorta, yeah. I won't even get. I'm not even gonna go down there. He was Basura. We're not going down the bar. That's that's trash for those who don't know the Paisan lingo. But yes, there are not too many Italians in the league other than Bellinelli. So I was gonna see if you were riding for your boy. That's all. Well, well, listen, I you know I don't want to say nothing, but you know next year when we try out for the Long Island Nets, when I get back, they don't know that I fractured my my left elbow. When we come back next year, full strength, we're gonna give it a run. We'll do a story on it for the. Oh, I I yeah, I'd like to just get some video on that. I'd love it. I you be I'm telling you right now, and I've said this to you know many people I've come across in the league. I can play. I can run a pick and roll very effectively. Do you do it in a suit? Huh? Do you do it in a suit? No, man. We got the we got the Adidas sneakers. Like I'm, I bust out my T Max from time to time. I, I, I know. I've okay. not seen the peaks. I, I know. We, you I, haven't see, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Scott O'Casual in a Yo, long time. Yo, he posted time. a peak on Facebook. No, right? he, in practice. And I actually commented no, underneath. No, in person. I'm talking about me in person. I haven't seen him. I, 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 I commented see him in practices. Yeah. practices he'd be, he be, he be dressing down he, a little bit. He put, not like me, but you know. He put a picture on social media and he was wearing like casual clothes. And I just commented underneath. I was like. I didn't think you owned anything other than suits, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pooch, too. <laughs> and Pooch, too. Like. Pooch, have I seen you in casual yeah. clothing? No, nah, no. Nah. One time I came to a practice. There was only one time and one time only I came into a practice with a polo on, and everybody was like, wait, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah. Now, Pooch, that, is, yeah. that is a very nice suit you have I on I appreciate that. Yeah, I saw Pooch in the summertime. It was like 108 degrees, and I 
and he posted a picture on social media. He was somewhere and he's wearing a damn suit. And I'm like, fam, <laughs> like, oh, I got, was, I got hot watching that him. That was uh, an interview with D'Angelo Russell at the new. That's era, right. At the new era event, and my good friend over here, my good paisan over here, took the picture for me, Mike Scotto. And I look, did. you know, I, you I, always I, have to be fresh. I know that look, about you, Dexter. You know, I, I, know. I, I got to show up with a suit, and I got to sleep in a suit. I got to wake up in a suit, and that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Barney Stinson. Oh, <laughs> and that's just the way it goes. <laughs> And bada bing, bada boom. And bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I want to get. I just want to get back to uh, this Joey Buckets thing. So Pooch, you seem to be fine with the name Brian. You're okay with the name Scott? Or where do you I, stand on this? Here's my thing. Okay we, with we, the name, but he's first, not really a bucket getter. First of all, here's <laughs> and, and I've said this to Joe personally. So you, you could you could record this, film it, whatever you want. Everything. To do. Shout, out, shout out to my man Jeff. You are loving the camera We're, right now. <laughs> uh, listen, we never had a face for radio. At least my wife and my mother always said that. But uh, <laughs> but as far as is like Joe, Joey Lumberjack. I mean, you look at this guy, he looks like Chuck Norris now with this, <laughs> with the beard and whatnot. We call him Jose Harris. Jose. Oh, no. Yeah. No, he's, still, he's, got, he's got a full He could pull off Argentinian. He's got the Chris Kringle-like thickness beard to it. Yes. Like that, well, that's not, He doesn't have a one that he goes to the barber. You know, Joey and Nazareth, <laughs> Joe Moses. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But I'm going with Joe Lumberjack, Joey Lumberjack. I, I look at him, and I, I could just see him chopping down a tree. With, well, well, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson called him Beef Jerky Joe the other day, and I was like, ooh. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Didn't he? Didn't didn't uh, Jared, Jared Allen dunk on Mitchell Robinson and he said, "What did he say? Whose kid is this or something like that?" Yeah, Whose baby is who's, that? Whose baby is that? <laughs> who, who hasn't and Jared Allen dunked on? Who hasn't he blocked at the rim yeah, at this but then, point? But then Mitchell Robinson came Hassan back and dunked on him. Robinson no, came Noah last night. <laughs> so whose baby is is that? I don't know. <laughs> What, what is this, the Maury Povich show? Uh, uh, that, no, well, that takes a long time. I know my but, buddy. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't mind being a guest host on that show. That would be hilarious. On the Maury Povich show? Why not? That'd be funny. Yeah, guest host, not oh, a guest. Be, yeah, Brian, I'm not Brian. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll have the lie detector Yo, test. Somebody, I ain't going. I ain't somebody, got no problems. Somebody ever I use condoms. Up, somebody ever, <laughs> if somebody had called me up, this is pre being engaged and having a kid, and said you got to be on the Maury Povich show, man, I'd be scared. Oh, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm yeah. leaving state. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving <laughs> state. <laughs> that probably sounds bad. Like you yeah. probably don't want to father a child, but yeah, I don't want to go on that show. Yeah. Hey, every we got all these people here. All you guys covered the NBA, mm. stuff with Australia. Together, actually, um, also. Yeah. The authority on Australian hoops you're, with Medellin. Yo, with the athletic that you've just started. And and let me get to you first. How's that been, how's that mm. been going? We talk a lot about the yeah. athletic on here. Sure. And you're the first person we've had from uh, that organization to talk mm-hmm. about it. But what they've been doing and trying to get people to pay for content yeah. that's a little bit different than what everybody else is putting out there. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think about the model? Because obviously it intrigued you to work for them, but what do you think about everything and, and how it's going over there at the Athletic? Sure. We like what they're doing. Well, no, we appreciate that. I mean, first and foremost, when I – the whole athletic thing, I mean, I had gotten married in November, as you know, uh, yep. to my college sweetheart, Christine. And then in Feb, you know, about January, Paul Fichtenbaum reached out to me and um, he had, you know, pitched the whole athletic thing to me. And, and as you mentioned about the whole subscriber thing and kind of – I don't want to say changing the game, but a different a different way of going about things. And, you know, he had this vision of bringing on a staff and whatnot. And at the time when I joined, uh, we had about, I want to say, 10 of the teams covered or so at that point. Now, you know, as of today, you know, as we're about to hit Halloween as we're recording this, uh, we've got all 30. But uh, the, vis- the vision was there in terms of, 
trying to hire the best people, whether it was individually for each team and nationally with the team with Sham Sharania, Sam Amick, myself, uh, Frank Isola, who, uh, you know, him, his presence on Around the Horn, David Aldridge, et cetera. Mm-hmm. These are, you have a mix of veteran guys, younger, rising guys, and established people that are sort of in that middle range, maybe late 30s, early 40s. Um, you know, some of us are still on the better side of 20. But, you know, when I look yeah, at... I felt great about being in my <laughs> mid to late 30s after hearing that. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> me, me, me and, Thanks, Scotto. Me and, <laughs> me and Pooch are going to be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, saw, I saw y'all quiet over there. But, nah, but no, you, I'm sure you guys saw today, like, yeah. uh, we got another large uh, investment fund and whatnot. Um, oh, I totally Jesus missed Christ. that. Christ. So, I missed yeah, that one, too. Yo, y'all need freelancers? What's up? <laughs> Hire Brian, I mean, athletic. We, you, you know, Pooch, too. I, yeah, I, I certainly think now that now the weird thing is like now that you know we've been talking about kind of expanding come closer to the, closer to the mic we've been talking about kind of expanding and, and and getting all the pieces together well now we've got all the pieces together and you know when it's like in slack and, and we use these excel spreadsheets to go over what stories are coming out and all that you get why they're charging people and why it makes sense and i i think the difference is and i've even heard this from some subscribers we have that Instead of going through a story and seeing an ad, a video, you're just getting the content and you're paying, yeah. you know, you're paying anywhere between three to maybe five bucks a month. You mm-hmm. spend that at Starbucks getting a latte when that you're sucks. going to work anyway. <laughs> you said it sucks? <laughs> yeah. Not well, that Starbucks. Maybe, maybe Nick's more of a Dunkin' Donuts guy. <laughs> but uh, no. but where, wherever, wherever, <laughs> wherever you're getting your coffee, more or less it's. It's affordable for the right. month, and it's like you, the biggest thing that they did to back that up was, as I mentioned, they brought in some of the best talent, I think, around the country locally and nationally with the NBA. You have They started out more as a, a baseball and hockey hub, and then now they've expanded. We've done some stuff with football as well, but we want to become eventually the go-to source for everything NBA-related, whether it's a, a team locally um, you know, the Nets, Memphis Grizzlies, you name it, or nationally. We want to be that. You know, John Krasinski's done some great work with Jimmy Butler and whatnot mm-hmm. in that trade. And collectively, when you pull when you pull all of our sources together, it's quite the group text, I, I will say that. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this, because we, we were talking about this in our last episode, and we mm-hmm. were talking to, we had Deontay Prince up here, and we were asking him about where we think the industry's going. And one of the things we talked about was, hey, People are used to getting a lot of stuff for free, a lot of content for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Um, people are used to getting this podcast for free, um, which you know we're hoping things like that change. Do you think that people <laughs> can make that adjustment? It's like, hey, we've been getting a lot of content for free. Now we got to adjust. We like we like what the athletics doing. We like these writers. We like the articles they're putting out. Now, we're, we, do you think people will shift to that saying, hey, we might be willing to pay for this? I I do think so. And if not, you're pretty much the, the difference is. The content that you put out, if you are going to charge, whether it's us at The Athletic or anyone else. And, and you know, other outlets have done that. I just think the biggest thing, if you're going to succeed in that realm, is you've got to have content that is totally unique mm. and different, something outside the box. We're not trying – we're not here to aggregate everybody else's stuff, and we've seen that at a lot of places mm-hmm. and whatnot. We're coming to you with original content, stuff behind the scenes, some unique stuff. You know, for example, one of the things I'm working on, and, you know, I'm sure Pooch knows this because he's got ties to the Brooklyn Brigade, 
um, doing something. Who loves who loves a Nick right now? <laughs> exactly. Who who's got a hit list out on? Uh, you so boosted. You so boosted. Who's like, yo, yeah. we coming for you? Preach gave the order. Yeah, Preach gave the order. I hope, I hope people if, are watching this on YouTube. If something happens to Nick on the way back to Astoria, we all know. I'm like, yo, Preach, what's up, man? Oh, Nick man. sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> But no, like we're you know we're trying to do that different stuff, and we're not <laughs> we're not doing these game we're not doing like traditional game recaps. I know a lot of the newspapers are doing that, and instead of using that time to be like you know kind of pressed on a deadline right after a game, when people could just look at a box score and kind of put two and two together, Twitter now is I, I think Twitter has kind of changed that that realm. You yeah. see a lot of the highlights, you get a sense of the game. Yeah. You've got people like Brian Fonseca live tweeting from <laughs> games. Live tweeting from practices Ooh, as like we're this. asking the questions. Like uh, you know, Pooch right. does a good job of live tweeting as well. Um, you know, I I think the fans I think he does a great get, job actually. Yeah, yeah. E- excellent job. You're right. I, I I think when you you know <laughs> nice when you thing. combine that, you've got to provide something different. And Try I think not to get whacked. You guys <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but the, you're the, no, five no, finger fillet. No, but you're right about providing something different. What do I you like about that? I th- about what? No, I'm saying because what like you were like, oh, I like this. No, I like the points. He, I like the points he was making about in terms of social media and the impact that it's had for other people to do things in certain spaces and what they do and do well. And what I think the point Scott was trying to make is like, hey, we if you're going to be able to charge and you have to provide something different, something mm. unique, kind of like in the way you look at you know TV, whether it's like a Netflix or um, you know any other original content that's produced out there by you know whatever company. They're doing something unique. And what I'm saying is I think there's some people think this can happen, but I think there's spaces for everybody to exist and coexist in the content they're creating, and I think that's dope. Look at at you guys bringing in three, like, NBA guys out of nowhere on a random show. You never know what you're going to get. You didn't even know we were coming to the studio. Well, I knew knew Pooch was coming. We knew Uh Pooch was coming. I was going to have Pooch crash Nick's episode. And then he kept saying, I got a surprise. And I'm like, Which damn. I, he told I was me like, about damn. this, and I was like, I don't like the sound. Yeah, I was like, damn, now like, we're going to get whacked? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say also for our listeners or anyone watching or anything like that, Pooch, Scott, I mean, we all are great friends in here, but, you know, the three of us, you know, because we make a lot of these, I make a lot of these Italian mafia yes. jokes, you know what I mean? So there's nothing, you know, we're very good friends, you know, yes. with, they make jokes right back at me, so it's nothing, but I am fearful for my life because <laughs> I do think they're going to whack me one you're, day. You're all, you're, no, 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 you're all, you're all family. I mean, I would say out of anybody here, actually, Dex, I, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably knew me the longest from when I first came out of college and yes. started at Real GM. Obviously, Nick, I had gotten to know over the years through Gemini Keys, our, yeah. our since, brother. Since, since I moved over in 2012, you yeah, know, you were one of the first people at the games that you know I started talking to, and 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 then obviously Pooch, right? You know, and yeah, a, know, a, a young rising yeah, I know. Yeah, Scott was probably the person I know at the table the longest. Um, I, yeah, I, I knew you when you were in school. At Hofstra, uh, yeah. still at Hofstra. Shout out to um, Hofstra, the pride. Why was you graduating? And Scotto, uh, when I don't know, I was probably maybe like. We're talking maybe 10 years ago, so probably 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotto, after graduating, hits me up 
and asked me to have lunch, right? Remember we, remember we, had, remember we had lunch? Did we go to Chance? I want to say Chance on Chance, Smith Street. On Smith Street. Lunch, lunch yep. in a public place, huh? just so I make sure nothing yeah, happens. I was, trying, <laughs> I, was, I was trying not to get whacked. It's like, <laughs> it's like that um, dynasty in Goodfellas, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> De Niro makes him sit in the yeah, dining room. We did not sit near the window. We did not sit near the window. No, we did not. We did not. I do remember that, though. That was a while ago. I remember the reason I'm so proud of Scott is I remember him asking me just a whole bunch of stuff about where he should go in his career and what he should do. So to see him where he's growing, and this is for everybody here. I'm always happy about seeing where everybody's growing. But see him, I remember sitting there asking me, like, like I don't got the answers, man. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I told him stuff. I told him about working hard, to, to be serious, working hard and working at it. And I talked to him even days when it didn't seem like it was paying off. Um, and things oh, absolutely. Were tough, and that's, we talked about a lot of stuff like and, that. So. And that's the whole thing for everybody, yeah. you know, listening to. Even now, I kind of get the whole like Uncle Mike treatment as if like I'm this veteran in the it game. And, very I, I mean, and I'm like, and, and I mean, I'm like, I'm 29. We're on the cusp of 30. Are, I, I've it's been a vet. To, I, it's different from when you were 22. But think about it. But think about it to like us, for example. Then, yeah, because you've been here for, I don't know. Eight nine years. This is my this is my eighth season covering the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to like Pooch and I, who it's been a few years. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. we're looking at that from that perspective. Then yeah, you are Uncle Mike, and, uh, <laughs> and, and obviously because yeah. you are great at what you do. Like you know, you, if anyone follows Mike, you've not he's broken so many stories mm-hmm. as well and news and everything. I think like he that. broke something today. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. I yeah. you did. I, I, I muted him, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, but to, to, no, I, I appreciate that. To see, that, I to really see that rise from everybody yeah. and then to see, and, you know, Pooch talked about it when he was on here, to see, you know, I know what him and Brian are going through. They're kind of where you were <laughs> at that time, too. And I think, you know, me and Nick, we're like the elder statesmen here, which is weird for me to Cause, say. Because we still go through some of our own BS but but to be like elder statesmen in the game and kind of shifted into different places um, it's it's a hustle I don't think and I don't think a lot of people that are either listening or watching maybe that want to be in this space realize that God bless you first of all that that's (laughs) that's number one due to sign of the cross but As far as getting into the business, you know, when I first thought out, and I know this is the same for all of you guys more or less, we've had, like, side jobs where we made our money in other places. You pay your dues in the world of journalism first. You prove yourself. And then when you show what work you can do, you know— by the grace of God or somebody taking a chance on you, you get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when you get that one opportunity, if you, if you get it, you, you it. get that opportunity, you better kill it. Yeah. And not not like motivational Mike Scott. Not right. even but he's right. You you yeah. can't even just like, well, I did a good job. No, 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 no. We're not here for that because somebody else is waiting, waiting literally outside spot. that door. Mm, yeah. A young up and coming guy. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Fonseca and Anthony Fuccio. <laughs> We're waiting. They're trying to take and, the spot. <laughs> and, and but you know what though? There's a difference though. The way that Brian and Anthony have always gone about it is in a way that they want to one learn. Yeah. They want to get advice, and, and they understand that it's a type of a gradual progression. Yeah. They're not there. They're doing it in a respectful way, in a way where they know that when their time comes, they're going to have all this information and learn from my trials and tribulations, Dexter, your trials and tribulations, yeah. and Nick, yours as well. Because we, no one has the same experience no. That's true. in the world of journalism. That's the, it's yeah. not like being a teacher. Shout out to my wife, third grade special ed. Um, it's not 
you don't have a one track way to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. You you maybe become a teacher's assistant or you become a substitute teacher and then you become a teacher and that's it. Unless you become a principal or something like right. that. That's what you're going to be. In the world of journalism, you can go from so many different angles behind the scenes, whether you're a producer, anything like that. Uh, to whether you're on television or you're a writer or anything like that. Now you've got people who are video guys that are breaking down film, analysts, columnists. You have so many different realms that you can go into. And I love it. I love that. I love that. It's, it's yeah, challenging, but I love the, the opportunities that are there. But that's also changed because I feel like back, like, for example, if I was 10 years older, I probably wouldn't have done a podcast as part of, like, the things that I'm doing because that wasn't really a thing 10 years ago. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's something that... That we're sort of doing now, and to your point about the side job thing, I just want to say all my jobs are side jobs. So everything's a side yeah, job. Everything right is a side and, job and right what, now. <laughs> and what I wanted to add to that was what jobs Mike was saying, quotes. like in terms of paying your dues. Like people look at us where we're at now. Like you know, I'm with ESPN, he's with the Athletic, you know, all that sort of stuff, and they're like. They didn't see the work that we put in to get there. Yes. You know, people expect, all right, I'm out of college. Why hasn't ESPN given me a contract? I'm out of college. Why isn't the athletic signing me? You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that, fam. You, you know, I didn't just come to America and get handed a TV show by ESPN. Right. Yeah, which is, you know, which is like, even more of a, a battle from your perspective coming as, right, as, right. as a foreigner. Right, you right. know, As you know, with all due respect, yeah. like... It's a different. That's a whole different other set of cir yeah, circumstances absolutely. that you have to deal with. To just just to get that credibility, and I think people may not even understand. We try to talk to to Pooch about this in here, and Brian and I talk about it all the time. All the time. Right now, they don't even understand the work these two guys are putting in to, exactly. to my left but, over here, and I know it because I see it. But Pooch has been from the time I started with Nets Daily has been like a sponge, and Brian was that too when he came on Nets Daily and had that opportunity and just trying to do that. And th those are the things you were speaking about. Those guys mm -hmm. are doing good. But to what you're saying, too, people don't see that the work. I saw the work you put in. I watched they, that growth. They years. did it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look at when I look at individually, Brian and Anthony, they've done it in college. You know, when I think of like my freshman or sophomore years of college, mm. I was just finding my feet within yeah. like what I had to do for assignments. You know, I was going out here or there. These kids, they're ahead. They're so ahead. they are at NBA games, and you know they're doing. They're learning how to be better reporters and going through um, that process, which we, which you, everyone does. You've done it. You've done it. You guys are all We're still learning. Doing it. You always continue yeah, to and learn. That's another thing. You always and continue Woj, to learn. And Woj, and you know, I've I've had my share of conversations with Woj in the past. And Woj, one of the things aside from building relationships, he emphasizes that even now, Woj, who's the best NBA reporter, arguably, you know, I would say right now, yeah. that he even now is still learning. And and still agonizes sometimes over when to put a story out, when not, and make sure. You know, th these guys, the fact that they're starting out when they're freshmen, sophomores in college, and now that they're out of college, as you mentioned, Dex, yeah. they're they're way ahead of the game. I didn't start till, you know, I started at Real GM, I think, my senior year of college when I was at Hofstra, and then after that, you know, doing stuff. And you for some people, you... You start out not getting compensated for it, and then you work your way towards it, which we've all had to do, I feel and, like, and, in some point. And the job that, that these life. two guys do, you know, I look at it, and I'm like, they're doing the job of a professional seasoned reporter or journalist. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're not, they're, not, yeah. they're not working as college guys or freshmen or sophomores, whatever you guys call them, over here. They're working as seasoned reporters. <laughs> and with that you know said... I mean? the, the work that, that Pooch does... Mm. Honestly, I take my hat off because he's at every single yep. Nets game and he's watching the Nets on TV, you know, away games and stuff like that. Yeah. 
I can barely practices. handle three Nets games a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we're, what we're trying to say overall is, hey, these guys are talented. All you outlets out there, you need to pay them. That's what that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to yeah. get paid. We're, We're trying to get paid. Every, everybody. Or, or preach is going to send Carmine and Rocky yeah. your way. <laughs> <laughs> what you I know. want what I want to ask everybody here because you, we kind of touched upon it with the uh, the whole Joey buckets thing, right? All of us, you know, or do some reporting, and we've done it in sports world, and now I, and somewhat in the weather world, which is interesting in itself. Um, we have these interactions with people on Twitter, so you got people coming at your neck from the from the Brooklyn uh, section. How are you guys dealing? You too. I'm asking for everybody. How are you guys dealing with this? With people coming at you on Twitter, some people are probably going to say you're reporting. Is oh, fake. this happened you today. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Poops, you don't like this. This no. happened. This yeah. happened today. Uh, well, the, the day we're recording this, where I put out this this uh, story on Spencer Dinwiddie with Spencer Dinwiddie, a uh, long feature, and there were fans misinterpreting his quotes, trying to say that he used Russell Westbrook as an example because what he was trying to explain, right, was that. Most improved players, six man of the year, like he doesn't think about those things. And what he's saying is that when you're Russell Westbrook, you can go for the MVP because you know you're going to get the 100 possessions a game because that's how Oklahoma City runs their offense. Mm. But when you're the Nets and you're a young team trying to find yourself, it's a little different because things are fluctuating all the time. And then you have to think about managing Kenny's minutes. You have to think about managing other players' defense and think about managing those things. But people use his quote about that as an example of him saying that he wishes he was getting more touches and things like wow. that. Shocking. Something was used out of context? Whoa. And, nice. and so, so, Whoa. So somebody, That's very unlike Twitter. Yeah, so somebody, <laughs> and, and of all people, I, I just think Spencer Dinwiddie's too smart for people, man. He is. They just don't well, understand. That's, that's, that's why they take him out of context, and he wore those shoes on the second game of the season uh, with Bleacher Report, yeah. ESPN. Yeah, you did so a story on that. Plug that. And, and I wrote a piece on that. Uh, because because he was saying, I appreciate the media. I understand how hard your jobs are, and it's not your fault that things are taken out of context, right? Like, mm. so like what what Brian just said, uh-huh. you know, Spencer is such a smart guy, and he makes such great points. And and if you read his full quote, you'll fully understand what he's trying to say. And and obviously, for us being behind the scenes and knowing these guys and covering them a full season, you understand their personality. Mm. So you do really understand. You know, for Spencer, it's like a you know he's a very competitive guy, and and again, he's a very articulate and and smart guy. Um, whereas you could just pluck a little bit out, like the Russell Westbrook quote, and mm-hmm. and really make it a story, or uh, where he says that you know he deserved Most Improved Player of the Year, and suddenly. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you read the full quote, he explains why. But how do you feels, how do you guys feel about debate. that as journalists? Because I, I that just kind of say... takes away from your intent of your story and maybe your feature or something. But you can't you well, can't you know help what? what other people think. You I'm, can't control what, what other people think. He, you know it, what I mean? Like, in this but, case, but what happens when like an ESPN or Bleacher reporter, anybody? And I don't mean to. I'm not just sing, singling them out. But what happens when another uh, publication right aggregates your quote and and trims it? And yeah, makes yeah, it yeah. into something and well, make it, it into a meme, bite. right? Like Spencer Dinwiddie saying, "I don't believe anybody can guard me." There was a whole quote, to right? That. And Spencer Dinwiddie is not saying that, like, "Oh, like I'm the best player in the world." He, you know, as a competitor, as a professional athlete, you and, better believe that. Yeah, and, of course. And I've got no issue with saying that. that, that, that if, yeah, go ahead, Scott. And, and Brian, we were we were at. Uh, you know what? Actually, I don't think you were there because I was able to sit down at my desk and actually type out the full quote. You would have live tweeted it like right on the spot. <laughs> Brian <laughs> but, doing too much. But I'm, I'm, no, I'm just but, look. But I'm just I, trying to navigate through these waters like everybody else. Nah, I feel you. I'm only busting your chops. But if you if you recall, Dimwitty asked 
I remember this because we were in the in the scrum, and it, you know, Greg Logan was there in Newsday, Brian Lewis of the Post, and I was there. And it was after that quote about the whole uh, most improved player thing with Grady, and he was like, "Guys, can you do me a favor?" And literally take the entire quote I rem- and yeah, put it yeah. out there. And I said to him, "You know what, Spence? Like, and you, you did you, that. You have my word." I said, "I will do. I will do that." Because this was the second or third time in less than a month that this guy has gotten uh, a, a quote trimmed, uh, taken out of context, and it's kind of ridiculous. And not, and not only that, you know, Pooch, you made the point about other um, outlets kind of aggregating stuff and trimming it down. Uh, you know, Spencer's in a contract year. Yeah. And this is a guy who's come back from an injury that's kind of career-threatening. I just think, uh, on top of it not being right to always take things out of context in general, especially when you have all that going on, he just became a father this past summer, Yeah, let's pump the brakes a little and let's not, like, you know, take something out of context and make him look a certain way when he's not like that. You guys mentioned that he's a, a very smart dude. He's very articulate. Yeah. And, you know, in the world of Twitter where it used to be 140, now it's 280 characters, Ugh. you know, people want to fit it into the one thing. And it's like, guys, listen, go on Microsoft Word. Write the whole quote out, screen capture it, yep. put it up. Yep. Because you know what? You're doing the right thing overall. And you may not be the guy who, quote, unquote, gets it first. But I'll tell you right now, you're going to gain the respect. And this is for all young journalists out there, you know, and whatnot. Scott, hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm going to write this down. Mr. Scott, I'm going to write this down. You, <laughs> get the notepad out. Go like ahead, that, go ahead. You that know, ACC <laughs> pad. You, you will gain the respect of the people that you cover, executives, et cetera, and that will take you way further than a short-sighted um, tweet. You know, it, it, it's it's almost like this culture of, and, and this is something that's on Instagram. Oh, I'll do it for the gram. Well, like I gotta tweet that. You know, that's everyone no. wants to be Clark. 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 Yes. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I think that affects all journalists is that everybody wants, wants to, to be first, first. and, and you I'll, find yourself yeah. in this competitive oh, mode. Go I, I want to right. say with this whole Spencer did what he think, and he did respond in the comments to the to one or two. It was yeah. literally like a couple fans just saying that mm-hmm. that's what he said. And he was like, look, man, that's not at all what it was or whatever. Do you think so. that helps him, though? Because, like, for example, Brian, you just brought up the point that it was one or two people, right? So Spencer Dinwiddie is a public figure. And Spencer Dinwiddie has X amounts of tens of thousands of followers. Person X who tweets something who has no idea what they're talking about, all due respect to that person, has maybe 100 followers. Who cares Whatever that person says is 369. not... 369. Okay. Shout out to my man with 369. You know what? In the grand scheme of things, no one's seeing that. But if Spencer Dinwiddie responds to that person, then it becomes yeah. something because he is a Dinwiddie public figure. But I think in this case, it was different because you could see that even when I was responding like, dude, that's not what he's saying. Just read the story and you'll know. Mm-hmm. Is that Giving people, yourself a plug, yeah. Was people, no, that's literally what I said, though, in the comment <laughs> section. And people were retweeting Spencer's comment back. Mm-hmm. Most people, most people, I would say ninety percent of people, I guess, that read it, seemed to see what he was saying because they, I don't know, actually read the story. Right. He just felt the need to correct, you know, that one person's thinking, and there was only like two comments anyway. So he, I think I think Spencer Dinwiddie too is is again like he's actually trying to make a change, like with with you know putting context behind quotes and things like that. He's actually. Again, I, I think many, it's dope that he's aware of aware yes, of that in, yes. that in that way. And I right, mean, like, and to answer his question, like, does he really need to answer that fan? No, but you know what? That's what makes him real. That's what make him makes him so likable is that he does answer them, and 
And uh, me and Brian, you know, we, we collab on this thing called Listen Up on Nets Daily. Yep. Mm. And I encourage fans to listen to it after games because it's it's all the audio from the Nets, whether it be a press conference or a post-game uh, interview, whatever it might be. And I encourage fans and to listen raw. to that. And it's raw. This is not edited. Yes. So, right. so you could hear the full context of the quote, how they're saying it, you know, and, 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 and again, the full quote of it, how they're saying it. And, yeah. and like, again, like, you could... You could read so much from somebody just by hearing their tone and and and, and things like that. Whereas right. you're reading it online, the tone and everything like yeah, that lost. is completely yeah. shut off. And yeah. I'm sure Dex, I'm sure Brian, all of you guys have texted a girl or somebody. I was just about and, to say and, that. And, oh, man, yo, I've, I've had things go wrong. Word. Exactly. I'm like, yo, oh, call me because you ain't gonna understand me. Your tone, text. everything. <laughs> your tone and everything is completely thrown off because it's seen through a screen. You're, it's all it's all through digital typing yeah, and things man. like that, and you see, don't understand what's going on. Everything am I laughing? Am I laughing behind the phone? Am I am I mad at you? Did am you I, put you an know? emoji? Did you? Yeah, do yeah. That's, you know, that's, yeah. Emojis. that's why I just communicating it's gifts. Like, man, yeah, <laughs> some, of, some of y'all be some of y'all be thinking we trying to smash when it yeah. ain't all that, man. <laughs> Dex, <laughs> but you, you and I, Dexter and I, I think we have, we avoided. We're at the game. We're at the game like ghosts on power. Well, but you know what I'm saying, like. Been more like, I don't know, Tony Soprano. Know. Right <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to connect with the more but, urban but audience you know, there. But, but you know why, what I'm saying? That's Dex, why I think like, Spencer Dinwiddie does try to clarify what he says because I think he actually he he does find it very important. He sees a lot of other athletes getting frustrated, and it's mm-hmm. important that the media and the players get along. I do like this as somebody saying something about it. And yeah. excuse me, I want to say and that. not passive aggressively yeah, yeah, yeah. going no, at no, it no, and taking no, a stance, yes. yeah. which is different because you know you'll see some other players who like will have an attitude and maybe change their stance after, and it's like just say what you want to say. Like Dinwiddie's uh, one of those guys that's one hundred, always real. Yeah. Jared Dudley. Is another guy who's very Scott wants him to talk every practice. You know what? And I, well, I don't want to give it away yet. But I had a good conversation with Dimwitty about an, uh, excuse me, about with Jared Dudley about a national story I'm working on about mm. guys coming. You know, when when they come to town and they're playing on a West Coast team. He played for Phoenix with the Suns. And how? What's it like going out in New York and certain things? And huh. some people would be like, well. You know, and they'll give you the uh, vanilla cone version. The, he the gave you the vanilla, vanilla cone. cone. My man gave me. A I like sto- the food. The story that this guy gave me, I my jaw almost dropped as I'm interviewing. <laughs> I was that, like, see, that's, 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 that's what you like. The Does real Jaws. We want Jared Dudley on this podcat. <laughs> yeah, no, Jared, Jared Dudley said he would come on and talk about some pit Boston College basketball now, back in the day. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah, forgot he said that. On. Granted, with Scotto's point is that Jared Dudley is a what like a 12 year veteran or something like that. He's more. He's he's in the later stages of his. Career where mm-hmm. a D'Angelo Russell or Karis LeVert, a Spencer Dinwiddie can't really be, you know, saying what they're doing at night in the, in New York City because shout obviously, out to, shout out to Richard Jefferson yes. on yeah, the uh, Yes Richard, Network that, broadcast. That's a great point. Richard Jefferson is is retired. He's he's in the media now, so he right. can say those things, things. Where these younger guys, you they're going to try to protect their image a little bit. Of course. Yeah, All yeah. right. So before I'm going to hold you guys real, real quick on something. We every episode. We this is episode number uh, 49. 49. Uh, the 49th episode. Best yeah. one yet. Do, what we do, I, I like that you have that confidence. I like that. It might be with it, that, it, with that, with that invasion. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know who's been on. We're gonna I, have to I, cut I that audio clip. Oh, I'll give you a list. It's an impressive list. I just want to. I think that. it's pretty impressive. <laughs> these Any, are th- these con- are three heavy hitters. Considering I'm, I'm considering vouch. we don't.
don't have any agents and stuff like that yet. But hold on. This is the first episode. I just realized this. I didn't say this before. It's the first episode with three guests at the same time. That is true. Two. This is that now is the first true. episode ever with three guests at the same time. That so what we true. do for these so, episodes. This is we, why you should subscribe and pay. Mm. Word. Subscribe on Patreon. Yes. <laughs> we, we, do, we do have salute. some options. So salute. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say salute to that. Yeah. Salute. Um, so what we do is we we take a number of an athlete since episode 49, and we try to pick the athlete that matches uh, this episode. Now, 49, I'm I don't sure everybody's trying to think, do you remember an athlete that wore the number 49? Nah. I'm sure a lot of us can't think of it right Definitely now. Definitely a fullback in the NFL. Sounds yeah, like that's exactly yeah. what Deontay first said last yeah. episode 48. We I'm ended out, up, it was NFL, between, out. 48 was between <laughs> Torrey Hunter and Jacob DeGrom, and we ended up going with Torrey Hunter. I pushed for Jacob DeGrom. But, you know, I, I was a little bit outnumbered in that regard. Yeah, the black people had to go with Tori <laughs> Yeah, um, I was being <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> but, all right. You know what? I'm just thinking of Tori Hunter's, when he fl- oh my Tory goodness. Hunter's uh, I, highlight when he flipped over the, the Fenway Park, Park. wall. I just, did a, just, went out I just did a Google search for NBA players that wore number 49. Yo, it's terrible. Hold on, hold on. We got hold the list. We, we got the list. Pull it up, Brian. Shannon Anderson's actually the first person we got, right? Next, we have Shaquem Griffin, who I didn't know wore 49 with the Seahawks right now. I did not know that. So okay. He's the one-handed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, I respect him. He's Dennis Smith player. from the Broncos. Anyone know who that is? Okay, good. Uh, Chris Sale, when he was with the White Sox. We ain't going with that. Tim I, Wakefield, I, knuckleballer. Yeah, you know, I would go with know, Chris Sale over no, Tim Wakefield. I'd say Wakefield because Wakefield throws those surprising knuckleballs. Yo, he had a long surprise. career. And he might be the best 49 <laughs> on this list now. I think, I look think at so. It. But keep going. <laughs> Jake Arrieta. No. All right. I've never heard mm. of any of these. You people. know what I'm about to say about this next one. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going on this. Oh, yo, what do you got? What a, what a, look, I love this podcast so much. I love this podcast so much. I love messing with Dexter so much on this platform. What we got? Every single episode, I find something to annoy you, right? 49ers Armando Benitez. Hell no. And- <laughs> Hell no. If you, anything, if you know anything about Mets baseball, Jesus Christ. All no, right. No thanks. <laughs> My guy, Jose Mesa. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> another guy who gave up a lot of home runs. All and right. another former Met, Jonathan Neese. Oh, you guys are going the wrong 49 way. 49 is terrible. So I don't even know where I'm going. I'm, ca- I'm kind of rolling. Of one of these I'm kind of rolling. It's like I don't know anybody. <laughs> no basketball the only, player. The only Wait. football we acknowledge is the world game. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have had you on here for the World Cup. I should have had you back for the World Cup. Well, we did. Well, I, was like, we, I was the only person. You were in Australia. <laughs> well, one, you were in Australia. Yeah. And two, that was our lost episode. Which and we couldn't have you guys because Italy didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have had me on after they won. <laughs> but yeah, this what, this, this they won what? Well, it still ago? counts. Oh, so, so, oh, yeah. oh. I think I think I'm rolling with Tim Wakefield. But if y'all gonna go with Shannon Anderson, because he wore that with the Knicks and Who's the Miami Heat. Who's going with Heat? Shannon Anderson? Uh, Wait, shit. Oh, nah. nah, I'm not going. Let's, let's go so. with Shannon Anderson because I know who he is. Uh. <laughs> I will never represent Shannon Anderson on the Knicks ever. Okay. One, of, one of the players traded for I like Patrick t- Ewing in one of right. the worst deals in New York sports history. I like Tim Wakefield. Uh, I guess. I'm going with Tim Wakefield. I'm going with Tim Wakefield too. Because Pooch said he was a knuckleballer, and we we threw a knuckleball on this podcast. Exactly. I I, yeah. I respect. All right, that. Tim Wakefield. What do you say? He got the Anderson because he's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the knuckleball just makes too much sense. Tim Wakefield long, got the knuckleball. Yo, I will say this though: whenever I make a picture in the show, I make sure to have a knuckleball. He always somewhere. has to come back some video game with you. Yo, oh, and God. and we got and more on that coming soon. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, all right, so it's Tim Wakefield.
What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short, anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. NBA season, what's everybody's thought so far? It's been an interesting start, seven games to the season. I'm enjoying it. You know me, I'm a league pass junkie, watching as many games as I can, mm. even though I'm starting to realize this, things may change for you soon. If you have a kid, I'm not telling you to rush and have one. Oh, mm. But if you do, he's telling you not it's to. it's now a little tougher to watch these late games like I used to. Because now i got to get up, i got to take my daughter to daycare. So, you know, staying up to watch these Laker games and wow. like... You know, ten thirty is a little tough, but how's it? I'm still enjoying the season. How's everybody enjoying it so far? Everybody's liking the season so far. Well, when you cover the Brooklyn Nets full time, and mm. you know, uh, that sounds bad. Uh, well, <laughs> look, this is this is my sixth season, so nothing really comes as a surprise until you know they have a victory against the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Pelicans aren't fouling while they're up by one, and D'Angelo Russell throws the ball out of bounds somehow, and they find a way to lose. So no look just, they they continue to they continue to surprise me, even though. You know, Even though they like, show a lot of, they show them fight. No, yeah. they, they fight. I don't know what happened. But, it, but, it's, but it's time but to change that. You got to get. We're not this, here for the moral victory. This is the year where I don't know where. Mm-hmm. So we actually did, you know, the whole Nets daily roundtable thing where we had our season predictions or whatever. I had them at thirty-eight, just creeping in, getting the eight seed. Wins, okay. Yeah. So this, I figured, this is the year, barring injuries again, that they should be able to at least get enough wins to make you go, huh? something's actually happening here. And I feel like that mid-30s to high-30s is that mark if they're going to prove that they're trending in the right direction. I was with 37, Brian, just just to, just to have you 38, 37. Scott, so you don't, don't right seem there. like you're as I'm high as like, Nick. I don't get that vibe. Look, look, I, I, you can't Nick, say nothing wrong because Nets fans are going to come for yeah, you. Look, I will say this, right, before the Nets fans really come at me, all right? It's all jokes, guys. I do know that there's more than 11 Brooklyn fans <laughs> out there. Yeah. And two, you know, when I said before that it's hard to watch Brooklyn games. Look, <laughs> they, they, it, it's, that I, wasn't I, much better. I, no, no, I will give the Nets this, right? Especially over the last two years, they've lost a lot of games, but they've actually been fun to watch, right? Yeah. They do play hard. The Golden State and, game was fun. I, yeah, it was, actually. That was a it really was. fun game. Yeah, really and game. I will say this about the Brooklyn Nets. Karis LeVert is the truth. Yeah. He's going to be good. I actually said Michael Pena, who writes for uh, Vice.com, yep. um, mm. asked me at the game last uh, against the Warriors uh, a couple yeah. of nights ago, and he said over-under on All-Star Games for Karis LeVert. Oh, we, and, went, we went there already. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Wow. And I actually okay. said, I said, look, I feel like he's definitely going to make one at least in his career. Yeah. I didn't want to guarantee multiple All-Star appearances. I feel like he's definitely going to make one. Oh, that kid well, is good. It, it all is, he, is, he the, is he the Nets' best player right now? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yes. yes. I think so. Yeah. That's the not, the only that, other guy you'd make a case for would be Jared Allen. Yes. Different type. I, totally different yes. type. D'Angelo Russell? I think it's problematic that none of us are saying D'Angelo Russell. I think D'Angelo, that speaks volumes. Well, not D- problematic, but it speaks volumes. You know, I think it's between Karras and D'Angelo, and Jared's not there yet. But I think Karras is just, to me, is all around better. And back to your all-star point, I do think he can be an all-star because I'm looking at what his ceiling could be, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't be surprised if for a whole season he's given you twenty five and five. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Maybe 20, not. Maybe not now. Well, 20, no, it's twenty, 20 five, comma five, okay. five no, comma it. five. Not twenty five points a game. My my whole thing was when you well, first off, when you guys first said like high thirties for the Nets, I had them about like 
35-ish. Yeah, maybe in the a same territory, less, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little less. Because when you go from 28... <laughs> they, they're going to no, come for you. They had 28 last year. But to, go, but to go from the 28 to the 35, I know they got Ed Davis, Shabazz. You know, they made some other moves and whatnot to improve their depth. D'Angelo. But, but health. His health, yes. Yeah. But... To go up eight games historically in the NBA is very hard to do. Even last year, that was a feat for them. Now, That's true. I, my whole thing with, you know, you you mentioned about Lavert. I like Karis Lavert. I know the Nets love Karis yes. Lavert. Mm-hmm. My thing with, with Karis is he's going to, st- we're going to start to figure out if he really can be that also because you saw it the other night against the Knicks. Now, when you're the focal point, on oh, it's team, completely different. Well, yeah. It's it, you know, Karis was never the focal point of an opposing team scouting report, and you know, and you go in before the game, and the assistant coach is drawing it up on the whiteboard, and you got your player. Karis Levert was not number one at all. Sure. Now that changes, mm. and you know, you, you mentioned about D'Angelo Russell and, and Jared Allen too. My thing with Jared Allen is when I look at Jared Allen, he could be down the road, not at this moment a top five center in the league down the road. And and Spencer Dinwiddie touched upon this last year, and, and Jared didn't necessarily shy away from it. He said it's something that he could strive to, to get towards. With D'Angelo Russell, I think D'Angelo, if you're going to – this is the year, if you're a Nets fan and you're D'Angelo Russell, especially in a contract year going into uh, restricted free agency eligibility, this has to be the best year of your career now now but he's putting up some numbers like the past few games it's been been better lately it's been like 26 and well well, by the time we post this podcast we'll see because they would have had three more games so let me ask you this but 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 the turnovers are bothering me with him that's all my story go ahead you know you know a lot of questions have come my way about karis levert and 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 the scouting reports being on him yeah and obviously teams are going to adjust and and you know for the knicks they put frank nicolatina i if I pronounce that <laughs> Yo, don't mess up my boys. Frank, shout out to Frank Nielakina. I think he used one of the other night. I think he used one of y'all words. <laughs> like Steph no. Curry did the other night. You heard Steph Curry oh, no. say it the other night? No, on. I missed that. Don't put that on. I know, I what, I know what you're implying. After We're the not game at the Garden. I missed that. After the game at the Garden, they asked Steph Curry, like in his post-game thing. I'm not going to say the the way he pronounced it, but it was. Oh, it sounded like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just, let's just <laughs> stick with it. Just like it. We'll just, just like stick it. with Frank. No, I totally missed <laughs> it. I got to just say Frank, yes. man. The French Frank. Because right yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the French phenom. <laughs> That's going to go. That could get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah but, but what I was saying is, you know, a lot of people have been asking me on my periscopes and through Twitter is, you know, oh, now Karis LeVert is on the scouting report. He's the number one guy. Teams are going to start shutting him down. Well, mm-hmm. You know, you surround him with some talent, then he's going to be a lot better. He doesn't really have many players that he could, you know, all right, the focal point is on me. Let me dish it off. He has who? D'Angelo Russell. He has Jared Allen and Joe Harris. Joey Buckets. (laughs) (laughs) But is he going to evolve into this goat? Like, is he going to be like Donovan Mitchell, who, like, when he was Mm. at Louisville, was never this quote-unquote go-to scorer. Now he's evolved into this stud offensive player. Is Karis LeVert going to do something similar and, and take that that mantle? Because he's always been a guy, uh, in talking about Karis LeVert, who's been able to do a little bit of everything. He's he's a guy that's got a herky-jerky game, can mm-hmm. play in the pick-and-roll, facilitate, rebound, plays defense, and he does score. But he's not – like when I think of a go-to scorer – 
I don't think of Karis Lerd having this one go-to move, like a, a fadeaway over the left shoulder, a shoulder, a spin, a crossover. He doesn't have that. But, he, but he scores in all these like a, crazy ways. I think he's a he's got some he's got some hesitation he's still thing got that he does. A lot it's of that like, quick first step. Man. Yeah. It's but like, I wanna I wanna one thing, I'm sorry to cut you guys on that, but I wanted to ask Nick before he goes, because Nick is, you know, ESPN Australia and Ben Simmons watch and oh. um Mm. You called him the GOAT last time you were here. You did. Well, yeah. guard, here, yeah. The future guard. So yeah. let me, can, can I tell you, I, so we talked to you early last season when yeah. you were on here, and I watched a ton of Sixers games last year. And I'm watching you guys closely, not you guys, but I'm watching the Sixers closely this What you year. mean, you, nah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is he going to start shooting more? Is that something he's conscious of? Because when I feel I like watch- he's definitely, con- I mean, if you look at the footage this year, right, if, especially when he's on the three-point line, Look at the way the defense is playing. They give him like an acre of room yes. to shoot that thing, and he's not even thinking about shooting that. That bothers right? me with his game. It you know, bothers it, me. I, I feel like he's definitely thinking about it. For the moment, right, he can impact the game and affect the game in so many other ways, mm. right, where it, I don't think it's an issue right now. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it could become an issue if he continues this way and gets even more hesitant. With his shooting. Right. But for the moment, it's like, I mean, Giannis as well, right? Not including this year, but he hasn't really been the best shooter either, you know, in the no. course of but his he's career. But he's starting to take some more. That now he's starting to take some more. But yeah. you, that could happen with Ben as well. But yeah. Giannis was affecting the game in so many different ways and doing so many different things to help his team win, where it's like, all right, he, this is not really an issue now. But now, like you said, he is taking more. Ben's in here too. And we, we, got, we, we got just it. started year started two. two right? We just started year two. Year Let's give him some time. Year if we, year, oh god, yeah, technically, he doesn't, he doesn't need a. I'm not saying not he right now. No, anyway, not right but now. But he can get to the lane, and, and he needs he's a so, threat. He needs a threat of somebody. You got to have the threat that somebody's going to come and put a hand up. You give you him an 18 foot jump shot from the elbow, and he's fine. He'll as time goes on. Look at Jason Kidd. He was a guy that never shot. If Ben Simmons by year seven can really become a knockdown three-point shooter from certain spots. It doesn't have to be from all over the field. Oh, he's dangerous. He's yeah, you got to adjust because he's not going to have the same athleticism at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you change your game LeBron over wasn't the best shooter he's supposed to use in the league either. That's a, that's a fantastic point. One, mm-hmm. actually, one other Australian yeah. who I've been watching. Like, I'm watching a lot of jazz games. The real Joey Buckets, Joe Ingles. Oh, I love that. Joe Ingles is one of my favorite role players. But I was going to ask you about Exum. Yes. Because what the hell? Um, I love it. Yes. <laughs> what? Nah, I thought you were going to ask about Joey. No, let's ask about Joey Buckets. The real Joey Buckets. <laughs> the only Joey Buckets. No, Dante, Dante Exum, I thought he got a, a, a reasonable, uh, to him and for the Jazz extension he signed this offseason. And he's looked pretty good. I've always liked him. Now he seems to be healthy. Yeah. Um, he seems to be on the right track with stuff. Wouldn't surprise me if they stick with him long term past Ruby, Ricky Rubio. I like, like what I see out of these it. These are and a lot of hot takes the, right now. The Jazz like that him is, as well. I figured a lot. Fit a I, lot in there. To, the, me, to me, it is. But go ahead. The, the Jazz like him as well. That's why they offered him that you know the the contract extension. And I think we may have touched on this last time I was here, right? But if we didn't, the, the thing with Dante did. Exum is he came into the league without having played against competitive American competition. Yeah, you right. Just he was playing just high school ball out in Australia, which is completely different to high school ball out here. Right. Yeah. Now, my thing is with Dante, and he's a great kid. I love Dante. I think he's going to be a good NBA player. Is he going to be an all-star? Probably not. 
but he's going to be a very serviceable NBA player. We need to give him time, all right? And I said that when he was drafted. Give this kid time because he needs to adapt to, first of all, playing the American game and then learning it on the fly, playing against grown men in the NBA. Sure. The two injuries didn't help, right? I right. feel like they sort of set him back you yeah, know, a little bit. Yeah. Then he comes in last year. Preseason, he was showing a little bit, you know, and then he gets injured and sort of set him back again. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I think now you're seeing him, he's healthy, right? The Jazz have faith in him. They've maintained that from day one, from the first injury to now. to They've got faith. He's their guy. So I think you're going to see more of what Dante Exum can do and what he can bring to the Jazz this season. I think so, I think so too. But he was drafted to be higher. He was drafted Fifth. so high. Yeah, but that's not on him. No, that's not on him. You can't believe that. His defense on Harden in the playoffs, I definitely think kind of – Raise some eyebrows from from that perspective yeah, when, when they played each other. He's going to be good for that role that they're yeah. going to need him to. Like I said, I don't think he's going to so. be an all-star. I feel like know? the expectations have been tempered a bit just yeah. because of those injuries. I mean, could it, do I think he eventually can start run it and run a team? I think he could. You, yeah. I don't think you he'll can, be an upper He's better than Trey Burke. He could start in the NBA. Oh, but you can temper those expectations in Utah. But if he was in New York or somewhere that's a larger market. I agree. It wouldn't nah, play. It wouldn't that doesn't play. fly. I'm it sorry. wouldn't play that way. Real quick, we got to get out of here, guys. Uh, from everybody, uh, I didn't get this from everybody. Mm. NBA champion predictions. Warriors. <laughs> Why did you roll your eyes at me? Because like Dexter, I, what kind of question is that? Because, to end because don't want a curveball. Well, because come on, MVP. Warriors, everyone says Warriors like MVP predictions. No, that's corny too. No, right. I got oh, right. Oh, okay. I'm, that's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, offend anybody's envy. I don't want people coming to me on Twitter like well, to, you know, say Joey Buckets and gonna shoot your head off and whatnot. Um, MVP predictions. Yes, MVP predictions. Go ahead. Go ahead. Start with Scotter because he's got one. Oh, I go with Giannis, and I and I had that on the athletic before the season starts. Yeah. So I am taking. He's sticking for with that. Giannis. Do you have a dark horse? Is it is Anthony Davis considered a dark yes. horse? Yes. No, but All I right. like that was my pick. So All right. I, like I, I just think Giannis, see we have different picks. Top gonna be t- yeah. if they're especially if they're top four in the East, give it to Giannis. Dex. Uh, yeah, I I was kind of rocking on the Anthony Davis before the season uh started. Dark horse. Giannis wouldn't stop. My dark horse, who I don't really think is a dark horse because I think people forgot how good he is. Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's my dark horse. But I don't that's think it's, not I don't bad think it's at really, all. I don't think it's a really a dark horse, but that's what I'll say. All right, go ahead. Who else? Nick? I'm going with my main man. I'm agreeing with Scott. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ben Simmons. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> going, me too. I'm, I'm going with my main man, Giannis. Yeah, you should try not. We're doing it for Greece. See, I feel I feel like you're going to go. You're going to go. I think he's going to say Karis LeVert. That's my most improved player. Okay. Joey Buckets. Ooh. Joe Harris, no. Okay. No, I like Harris for most improved player. I like that's a whole nother I do topic. I, th- I, th- I think Harris is a good most improved player. But I think MVP-wise, I think Anthony Davis. I think Ooh, it's that time absolutely. that he deserves it. I have one that none of you mentioned. Michael Scott's about to go on the like, I don't want to hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I know where he's going with that. Let me give you my MVP real quick before you go out. Dark Horse Kawhi Leonard. MVP. LeBron James. I'm fine. I'm sticking okay. with that. Okay. They got to start winning some more games. But yeah. The whole. Yeah, I agree. The whole. He deserves, deserves it. it. Coach of the year, that LeBron James. That oh, GM no. of the year. No, you coach can't. of the year is Ty Lue because he's sitting home getting $15 million and Word. got out of a bad situation. He, he is winning. I, just, Quinn, I never Snyder, bought though. into that whole you deserve it 
for the like you deserve it from the MVP. I I think it should be based on your play that season. I, I'm not into it, it's like what are you gonna give like Susan Lucci the Oscar because she didn't win it <laughs> like X amount of years. Well, I mean, shout I mean, my, they did that with Leonardo DiCaprio after the Revenant. After How many the, great movies did he make? Same with Pacino. Well, same with Pacino. They gave they gave it to him for cent of a woman. He should have five up to that point. You got a point. Yo, you got a point. You were really there's dissension in the family did you did you watch the titanic did you watch wolf of wall street i mean give me your top three leo movies that's a good finishing question that's a tough that's a tough question that is i ask all my friends that that's tough titanic i can't do this wolf of wall street and i'm probably going to say in terms of there's a lot. Whatever he does he's, next. Yeah, I mean, I liked him in Inception. I yeah, liked him in... Leo's good. Uh, he did Shutter Island, right? Django? Shutter Island was great. I love Shutter Island. What about The Departed? <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's my top three. I gave it. What did I say? I said Titanic. Titanic. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Departed. Oh, no, no, man. No, 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 no. He said Shutter Island. Oh, I didn't say... The, I didn't say the, who said Departed? I said Departed. He did. Departed. Is Django up there? Not, not for his not role as high as, not okay. as high as I like that others. movie a ton. Okay. Okay. People don't even put Catch Me If You Can in there. And that's not that's not my top three. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, like, that's, that's a good, good, that's a good question. You came prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. man, I got, I got you all love... these type of questions up my sleeves. These hot take ty- type of things. Up your suit sleeve and your turtleneck sleeve. I got a lot of hot The next time we do that, that's what we're doing. Yeah. The next time we do this, that's what we're doing. All right. So this is why I want to make sure everyone understands. We have to do this again. Yes. With everybody back here yeah. from this team, yeah. and next time we do this, the next time we do this, this is what's gonna happen. These two guys are gonna bring some authentic Italian food. You're gonna bring some authentic Greek food. I'm gonna bring some authentic Caribbean food, and you're gonna bring some authentic rice and Puerto beans. Food. Yeah. Right. I, y'all eat more than rice <laughs> and beans. Uh, I try to be respectful. Uh, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, come on. The stereotypes are coming out. Rice, beans, rotisserie chicken. Go I. <laughs> I have that effect on people. I want to thank you guys for joining. Nick, thank you for, thank Thanks you for having us, man. Uh, Nick Medellinos, Ooh. you can check out stuff on ESPN Australia. Michael Scotto, thank you for the surprise. Oh, my uh, pleasure. You can yeah. check out his writing. He covers uh, some national basketball and the uh, Knicks and the Nets for The Athletic. And Anthony Puccio. The great, great writers, fellas, fellas always uh, for for Nets Daily. Thank you guys. Oh. thank you guys because we, we hey, thought hey, this, hey, was hey, this is one of, most, of this is one of the most uh, fun episodes. I wish I could talk to you guys about a lot more. Word, uh, but, but we'll do it again. But next Nick, time, we'll, save we'll, that. we'll do it again with top food. five gangster movies next time. Yo, <laughs> yo, 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 we're gonna do it. definitely yes. on the yes. list next time. Yes. All right, that's a wrap for episode forty nine. We decided to call this the Tim Wakefield episode. Is the Tim Wakefield episode for Nick Medellinos. Anthony Puccio hey. and Michael Scotto and my man Brian Fonseca Brian not Brian I, I, Brian Fonseca I'm Dexter Henry for the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast till next time peace y'all